Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well this evening. Glad to be back on with you. Um, if you're listening to this, I'm continuing with uh, breaking down, uh, doing my FBS College Football Breakdowns, breaking down all 133 FBS College Football Programs. And in this episode, I'm continuing with the Michigan State Spartans, who went 5-7 and seven last year, 3-6 and six in the Big Ten. This is a an inter- this will be an interesting year for Michigan State um, as they lose two huge players offensively uh, later in the in the recruiting or in the process uh, in April, losing quarterback uh, Peyton Thorne and star wide receiver Keon Coleman um, to other P five programs. I'll get to that momentarily, um, but. Like it'll be interesting to see how things look moving forward. With that being said, um, there will be improvement on this team um, from last season, um, and I'll get into the positions where I really feel like they're going to be improved um, moving forward. But uh, just diving right into the breakdown, starting off with uh, their stadium. They play at Spartan Stadium, of course, in East Lansing. Um, I I been there one time when they played Tulsa a couple years ago. I was very very impressed uh, by the atmosphere and the environment. Um, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I grew up going to games at Michigan Stadium and the University of Michigan, um, so I, I was just really impressed by uh, the setup of the stadium. It was a beautiful stadium, beautiful um, sunset as the game was going on. They have a great home field advantage, fantastic fan base who really supports their team really well. And like I said, I, I, I was really impressed, and I can't wait to to come back or go back now with, for the podcast. I'm hoping uh, week three against Washington that I'm able to uh, make it to East Lansing for that game. Um, now uh, moving on to a coach on the rise within the program. I'm going to go with wide receivers coach Courtney Hawkins, who had a fantastic NFL career. And somebody who is from my hometown of Flint, Michigan, uh, was the head coach and athletic director at Flint Beecher High School for many, many years uh, before um, coming to Michigan State and serving on the staff now. Like I said, he had a tremendous playing career, four-year letter winner at wide receiver for Michigan State from 1988 to 1991. Spent nine years in the NFL um, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, like I said, had, had some tremendous success uh, coaching at the high school level at Flint Beecher. Had some amazing athletes coming out of there. And uh, it, I'm just, I love seeing um, the success that he's had already with a handful of wide receivers that have been there that have made it on to the next level, Jaden Reed last year and, and, and others. Um, but just I, I'm really excited to see uh, somebody from my hometown who's already had tremendous success as a coach um, and as a player, but just doing extremely well now with the opportunity he's been given um, at his alma mater uh, and, and has done tremendously with as well <coughs> excuse me now looking at the spartan schedule they open up uh friday september 1st against central michigan then they uh, turn around week two they play a very good fcs program in richmond from the caa 
who is a playoff team at the FCS level year in, year out. So a, a game that the Spartans should win, of course, but it's it's not a gimme by any means. Then they turn around the following week. They host Washington, which will be a huge game um, as the Spartans went to Washington and beat them um, previously. Uh, but Michael Penix Jr. at quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, um, put up unbelievable stats last year. So this will be an, an interesting matchup there. Again, one I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, being in attendance. Um, the, then they start Big Ten play. They play Maryland. They go to Iowa, to Rutgers, host Michigan, go to Minnesota, host Nebraska, go to Ohio State, go to Indiana. And then Black Friday, they play Penn State in Detroit. An interesting uh, setup there that they move that game uh, to a neutral site there. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of neutral site games, but I get but I get the draw. I, I, I mean, it's a being in Detroit. Obviously, it's not far at all for uh, Spartan fans, and just another opportunity for them to play in a in a great great stadium. I mean, Ford Field is one of the best stadiums in the NFL, in my opinion. And uh, but they they have some interesting conference road games that. Uh, that could that could be difficult. Obviously, going to Ohio State never easy. Going to Iowa is not easy. Going to Minnesota is not easy. And then Indiana always seems to pick off somebody, so you can't look past them either. Then of course they get arch rival Michigan at home, get Nebraska at home. But that again, that non conference game against Washington that's a tough one. So a tough schedule for the Spartans uh, moving forward into the 2023 season. Now going position by position breakdown offensively. There was an open competition for the quarterback spot in the spring, and two-year starter Peyton Thorne exited to Auburn. Now, I'm not saying he left because of the competition. I think we all can can kind of read between the lines to what happened there potentially uh, with the world that we live in now with NIL. Um, but obviously a, a tough loss for the Spartans losing a two-year starter who, who had a tremendous career there. Uh, this leaves Noah Kim, who saw action in four games last season, and uh, redshirt freshman Katin Hauser battling it out. Uh, no matter who wins the job, the group is vastly less experienced, obviously. Um, it certainly seems like Noah Kim is going to be the guy, but Hauser's a former uh, four-star recruit coming out of high school. So this battle should last into uh, into the season, I think. I think both guys will get reps especially in those first two games before they kind of decide on somebody going in the, the game against Washington. Uh, the running back room has some talented options. Uh, Jalen Berger is the returning starter. He had 683 yards and six touchdowns last year. Uh, they have also added uh, Jerron Magum from uh, USF and Nate Carter from UConn to the mix. Both have, ex have starting experience under their belt. I can speak a lot to Nate Carter as I work a lot with UConn and very closely with that program with my podcast. And Spartan fans, I can tell you, you're getting a fantastic human being, a great football player, but even better person. Comes from an unbelievably good family. Um, Nate, um, unfortunately, suffered an injury last season that really cut his season short. But in 2021, he had a really, really productive year. Um, when UConn was down as a program, but he still had a very good year. And uh, he was one of those pieces that UConn fans were really looking forward to. Um, but 
some some other guys have really stepped up and Nate saw an opportunity to move on to the next level. And personally, I'm cheering for him because he's such a great guy. Um, just love watching him play. And Spartan fans, I know you will as well. Uh, Jaron Mangum, or Jaron Mangum, is joining his brother on the Spartans. His brother is a safety uh, on this team. So really looking forward. I think that's really cool. His brother, Jaden Mangum, um, just having brothers on the same team. It's I'm a father of uh, two small children, and I think it's just amazing when you see brothers on the same team. Um, the receiving core uh, took a hit with the departure of Keon Coleman to Florida State. Uh, he was projected to be one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten uh, coming in. He was a third-team all-conference player last year, um, decided to go elsewhere. Uh, wide receivers Trey Mosley, Montori Foster, and Christian Fitzpatrick, along with tight end Malik Carr return. Carr could do some really good things, as could Mosley at the receiver position. And then the additions of a wide receiver Alante Brown from Nebraska, and then tight ends Tennille Hooper from Boise State, Jalen Franklin from Wisconsin, and Adamole Fale from Norfolk State provide good depth at that position. They could really utilize the tight end position really well this year, and I really think they will. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the offensive line will be improved as they return all five starters from the final game of the, of uh, last season. Um, the unit will lean on center uh, Nick Samick, left guard J.D. Doplin, and right tackle Spencer Brown. They're all seniors. Um, that's a good core group to lean on. But like I said, this, this, posi this position group, the offensive line, will be much better um, this season uh, coming in. Um, as they as they have grown in the trenches, <clears throat> shifting now to the defense. The defensive line may be the deepest unit on the team. Uh, defensive ends Avery Dunn, Zion Young, and uh, Chris Bogle have experience, and the defensive tackles Simeon Barrow, Maverick Hansen, and Derek Harmon have experience as well. Um, the additions of defensive ends Tunmaiz Adelay from Texas A&M and Ken Talley from Penn State along with defensive tackles Jarrett Jackson from Florida State, Dre Butler from Liberty, and Jalen Sammy from Colorado provide great depth. This is a unit now that has a ton of depth. And like I said, I think it's personally the deepest on the team, along with the running back position. But the, the, they can now win in the trenches on the defensive line. Uh, the linebacker core returns uh, tackling machine Cal Holiday who had 120 tackles last year, first team all Big Ten. And Jacoby Winman had five and a half sacks. And then Aaron Brule also returns. And then Darius Snow returns from a season-ending injury uh, from game one last season. And then Eric Alexander has also been added from UMass. Uh, just a good group of linebackers there. I mean, you have a first team all-conference player in Halliday. And then Winman um, is, is good off the edge getting to the quarterback. So a good group here. Um, the secondary has been subpar during the Mel Tucker era. Uh, Nickelback, uh, Angelo Gross returns, as do cornerbacks Charles Brantley, Marquai Lowry, Christopher Kimbrough, and Dylan Tatum. Then the safety doer of Malik Spencer and uh, Jaden Mangum are rising stars. Um, the additions of cornerbacks Terry Roberts from Iowa and Shamar Melvin from Wisconsin, along with safety Omarion Smith from Cincinnati helped provide great depth to this unit. I think the secondary is going to improve um, just because 
of the of the sheer fact that they have some really good bodies that they can throw out there now and it and, and i'm big on iron sharpens iron um, with that competition they're going to raise their level of play every day in practice Looking at the special teams unit, kicker Jonathan Kim comes in from North Carolina. He should really short, sort out a shaky kicking situation from last season. And uh, punter will belong to either redshirt freshman Ryan Eckley or Ohio State transfer Michael O'Shaughnessy. Um, the special teams unit should be I – mean, they lost a great punter last year, um, but the kicking unit is what they really needed to improve, and I think they really, really solidified that with Jonathan Kim coming in from North Carolina. Uh, final analysis, this is my opinion now on uh, the Michigan State Spartans. Um, this unit isn't a Big Ten contender yet, uh, but the, but they're continuing to build with Marta, Mel Tucker's long-term vision in mind. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take them a, a year, year or so to get back to where Spartan fans want them to be. <laughs> But MSU will be better in the trenches on both sides of the ball this year. And they should have a really solid rushing attack. And then I think the injury bug will hopefully stay away this season. They were they really were hit hard by that last year in 2022. So hopefully moving forward, that's not as big of an issue for them. Um, of course, the questions at the quarterback position and even potentially at receiver um, could lead to um, some interesting things in those first couple of games, but I think they'll get it sorted out in time. Like I said, they have some that that trio of running backs is really good, and they've really really developed on the offensive and defensive lines. Really good linebacking core, and I think the secondary is going to be much improved. I think this is going to be a much improved defense um, at a national level uh, to where they can kind of rely on the defense and the rushing game for a little while until uh, the quarterback play gets to uh, where the coaching staff would want to get to. So I think this is definitely a Michigan State team that can get back to a bowl game. Um, but like, like I always say, time will tell. But I uh, uh, hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. I always love uh, doing these. They're a lot of fun. Um, if you would, please like and subscribe if you ever listen to the podcast. And give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.